Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers. At Vinton County National Bank, we believe in supporting the areas where we live and work. Now, we'd like to honor those who also serve our communities. Our new Community Champions account is especially for first responders, veterans, active military, and anyone employed in the fields of healthcare or education. This account offers rewards, discounts, and other benefits to those who give so much to others. Vinton County National Bank, rewarding those who serve. everyone a snowy friday it's uh shall we say don't be deceived it's slick i about busted my rear end in the parking lot but that's a whole other story and that would have just been funny sort of if i didn't kill myself you don't want you injured no we don't yes but uh no welcome um it's great to be back and i thought toledo ohio was bad well, it's way worse in Jackson, believe it or not, um, as uh, we were at a convention in Toledo uh, for the past few days, and we're now back. And uh, But we are blessed with some wonderful guests here in the studio this morning, and we're going to be talking about something that can get you out of a little bit of trouble, maybe. And uh, our guests, of course, today are Jackson County Municipal Court Judge Mark Music and our Jackson County Clerk of Court Seth Michael, Thank welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, okay, why are they coming in together? So I like started thinking, okay, what possibly? And then I realized you guys are collaborating on something, and you know, I think that happens a lot in you know politics and and whatever county office where you know Seth with the Clerk of Courts, Judge Music, you know, you may assess a fine or something, but assess the guy that, that gets the money and, and all the stuff or sort of, and allocates it and whatever. So y'all do work together quite a bit. And I think a lot of people don't understand how that is. And, and when someone says, wait, a judge and the clerk of courts are collaborating on something. What, how is that a thing? So tell us what you guys are up to. And this is to help you actually. Okay. Well, um, we set aside a day uh, on February 2nd. We looked at the docket and said, well, we need a clear day. We're going to devote to this. And Nate Miller came up with February 2nd, which is Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. So it has a name. Yes. Uh, an alternative or something to help people remember uh, when to go. And, you know, after the groundhog comes out and either sees or doesn't see its shadow, you know, the festivities of the day are over. So yeah, it happens pretty early. So, yeah, yeah. So we've got the rest of the day to do something. And I, I called Seth and we just talked about maybe partnering to create a clear path for people to know they can come in. And uh, if they want to start it at the municipal court, uh, perhaps. Uh, there'll be people there to help them with special problems, with driver's licenses. It all revolves around driver's licenses not having one or being suspended or blocked or um, three or four other words that they use to kill the your license. official words, yes. Yes, the official words. And, uh, you know, we try to give them advice or, or fix things or set them up, license repair. And then down on Seth's end, we can we send him down there, and he can explain what he can do and what he can't do. But he, uh, you know, he's the guy that puts everything in perspective at the end. And um, I don't want to say mop up kind of um, uh, the details for people, help guide them, and uh, he has to commun communicate with the BMV about all that, and he can explain all that. Yeah, because it might get a little confusing as to how you guys, how this all works together. Sure. And, you know, there's a, uh, a misconception over the years. Um, Jackson was fortunate enough for years to have a reinstatement office. Um, and it was a regional reinstatement office. So it was one reinstatement office for like 16 counties. 
I so didn't know that. There were only four. There were only four in the state. Yeah. And uh, really. Yeah. So they they closed to that in approximately 19. I don't remember exactly the year. And what they essentially did was they became more efficient. And they put the uh, the functions of the reinstatement off on the deputy registrars. But what they didn't. But what, Lucky you, yeah, yeah. right? Local. But, but, but what they didn't necessarily do is give us the tools that we need because we don't have access to that. Most of the reinstatement functions are done through the lead system, which is a court or a police system. And we don't have access to that. Um, but we are the connector for that. Okay. So I've got the information on what we provide. Uh, the connecting, you know, how we can connect you, how you can make things easier so you're make, not making four or five trips. But as far as the approval, the information, we don't actually have access to see that. There's not a magic computer that we can say, oh, we see it, but we can't tell you. We don't even have access, but we can get you in the right direction okay. instead of you guessing. Okay. And if just to back up in case some of our viewers don't know what the reinstatement office, what, what that even is, what, what is that? Essentially, the reinstatement office is a division of the Ohio Department of Public Safety that specializes um, in uh, license blocks, uh, registration blocks, warrants. Um, and, and essentially, I mean, there are a multitude of reasons why you may be going to the reinstatement office, but it may be as simple as you got pulled over and didn't have proof of insurance. So now you've got to send them proof of insurance. Uh, yeah, or you're a dumb dumb like me. And one time I had to have proof of insurance and I sent them my newest card and they wanted the oldest older card from yeah. like the year previous. They wanted to see that you and had. And then I was like, oh my God, they were going to come like steal my house and stuff. I thought or like kill me or something. Well, so and, and, scary. and that's what we just. And that's what you're doing. Yeah, somebody had a very good idea in the uh, around late 90s, 2000. And they created the reinstatement offices. And it was staffed by a bunch of very knowledgeable people, uh, one of the four right here in Jackson for the region. And it was housed out at uh, State Route 32. I think the the uh, George Davis uh, mm -hmm. uh, you, um, oh, you, you okay. rental business is like in that the, same, same Where room. the art and craft mall used to be. Right. Okay. And people would flock out there and they could get their questions answered. Kind of what we're going to try to have available on Friday, Groundhog Day. Yay! You know, but, and a BMV rep even coming to help us do that, among other people. So you or, have reinforcements we have, coming. We have lawyers coming that do a lot of that kind of work from Southeast Ohio Legal Services. All the clerks are very knowledgeable in this. All the probation officers, all the court administrators deal with some aspect of this. It's all about licensure. But the, the reinstatement offices were wonderful. You could go and straighten just about anything out. Okay. And then they had the power to do inputs and give immediate feedback. Well, somebody decided it would be better for the state to, and I don't know who decided it, uh, but it was thought better to uh, close those offices in the regions and put everything in Columbus and put those workers in reinstatement in the BMV. Now, that being centralized, Seth is trying to explain that he is a communicator for you and he uh, the court can make orders some things i can order the bmb to do some things i can but uh -huh. we pretty well know what we can order them to do and we do everything to try to fix a license seth processes those orders and maybe i should let him speak to that because he's the processor but he's not the guy that used to be at the BMV reinstatement office. Yeah. He's, he's communicating to those people electronically so the, the customer doesn't really get to talk to those people. Unless, I don't even know if they go to Columbus if they can. Which the, the, is frustrating. Yes. And, and what even makes it more frustrating locally is people still think because we had a reinstatement office well, so how long, it was forever. And we, we are still the reinstatement. But essentially... Uh, the, the theory is if you have a block on your license, whether it's from uh, Judge Music's court, uh, whether it's from a mayor's court in a different county, whether it be from a different state, obviously the block itself and the order typically would have to be coming from the county or the office in which you have the block from. So, you know, uh, you know, we have a misconception a lot of times that people come in and they say, well, you know, I have this in 
Athens County, but I'm from Jackson, that he wouldn't give me an order. No, you have to go to Athens to get that order. Yeah, and, and I think that that is confusing to people. Well, I live here, so yes. why can't I get it taken care of here? Because it happens somewhere else. And the deputy registrar portion of it can happen at any registrar agency in the state of Ohio. Right. That part can happen anywhere. You can think of that, what he just mentioned there, as a release. you got to get that release for a, a glitch, a hiccup, right. um, uh, something you haven't Those taken care of. Those are kind ways to put it. Well, yeah. sometimes we use different words for different yeah. things. And so, you know, if you <laughs> if you owe the, the court in Athens County money for a ticket, you got to get a release from Athens County. Okay. Seth can process that release for you to the BMV because they'll give it to you, and my gosh, you don't want to lose it. They, right. <laughs> they, they take it down. And our processing is really simple. We, you come in if you have the documents that you need, or even if you don't. Sometimes people go, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try three times. Uh, we don't encourage that. But every time you come to our office, there's a $10 faxing fee to communicate with the state. So we, so we send, we <laughs> yeah. send, of course there is. We, we send that, <laughs> but. that $10 is a faxing fee per day. So if, okay. you, if you need to fax 13 times that day, 10 bucks. 10 bucks and you bring your receipt in each time at the same agency. You can't fax at mine for 10 and then drive down to Gallia County and fax your next document. Okay. Same agency. We fax the documents that you want us to fax. We enter it into the computer within usually about a half hour, but on a busy day, maybe an hour, we get a faxed response back. Oh, that, okay. That we're not supposed to look at. We can't help you read it because it's not our, we are only the faxing agency. So what you basically have to pretend is the local deputy registrar's office is only your connector to the reinstatement. The same girl that would have done the reinstatement work here is okay. doing it in Columbus. And they're working off of faxes. Of faxes, that okay. is correct. So, but they, but they <laughs> will not, send it back. They're not anointed. They're not anointed yes. to give interpretation. Yes. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's cool. <laughs> because it something might come back and say, you need an SR-22. But we wouldn't know whether that SR-22 is for a certain date or not. You know, so we, we can't interpret what they're sending. The best way for people to handle this is you can create an online account through oplates.com. I will have step-by-step -step instructions on the uh, okay. February that's 2nd. That's a great website, yes. by the way. For being a government website, let's just be honest, because some of them get really confusing. It's a, right. it's a, good, it's a good one. And, and, and they can literally see, it'll say, um, you are suspended, you owe $1,000 in reinstatement fees, and here are the three cases that are keeping you from having a license. How do you get to that part? Like where? So, I mean, like if Jen just wants to go on and see if I've, I'm in trouble and may not know it, how do I do it? So I, I wrote it down. I, I could probably do it from memory, but I, I want to make sure. Um, but it's, it's essentially you're going to go to oplates.com, mm -hmm. and you're going to go to online services. Okay. And then once you go to online services, you have the ability to log in. Okay. And you either create a profile or you view it as guest. Now, you'll need the last four digits of your social. Uh -huh. You'll need your driver's license number, your birthday, and make sure it's spelled right. Okay. You know, and then you come up and it'll say what type of license you have, whether you're valid, what vehicles are registered in your name. And then if you have That's any. Great information. Yes, it's great. And then what that tells people is if it says you have three blocks one from this county, one from another county, and one from Pike County, you know, really, you need to go get those three blocks and three orders for us to release those blocks to in fax up. County in each county, you have an issue. Because if you only send up Jackson's, you may get a response. And again, I, I can't speak for this exactly, but you may get a response that says, congratulations, Jackson has been released, but you still don't have a license because you have Pike and Adams. Okay, I gotcha. So, but we are literally the faxing agency, but we do, the other thing that is really nice is the, the state of Ohio provides a, uh, a chat with Charlie. Charlie Norman is our state deputy registrar. And, uh, this is a picture of Charlie. Uh, we actually had Charlie on a few years ago whenever we zoomed him, uh, through ca yeah, cable 15. Yeah. Uh, Charlie is a very active registrar and, uh, um, probably the most active that I've seen since I've been here. Um, so he, they have a live chat now. So instead of sitting on hold for 45 minutes, if you have basic questions, you go to oplates.com, you chat with Charlie. And if you have a question, Hey, I looked at my online profile. I don't know what this means. You can chat with Charlie. They may be able to answer some of those questions. Oh, that's great. So, then, then you're not having to waste everybody's time. Yes. So, okay. So 
there's any number of reasons why somebody needs to take, uh, you know, advantage of this amnesty day. And to be honest with you, I can't tell you how many people that I know that have been like, I got pulled over. They said I had a, like a warrant and I, I had no idea. And I think that happens probably more than, than you'd know. Um, because it could be for something that maybe you didn't know that existed. Like, I don't know, is there a, is there a warrant for like parking tickets and stuff? Or like if you would have a parking ticket and not know it or, um, parking tickets are a city function and okay. kind of handled administratively through the police. So we don't see parking tickets at our place. So. I know, uh, one time back when red light cameras were a thing. Yes. Yeah. That was a pain. I let someone borrow my car yeah. in Columbus. Yeah. And got a really nice $85 red light camera ticket, and old Jen wasn't the one driving it. <laughs> so We were not plagued by those here. But that, uh, I think they kind of ixnayed the the red light cameras anyway, but uh, <laughs> yeah, through a few th- different manners. But anyway, I digress. But yeah, so um, there may or may not be, I, I would assume most people have a warrant, uh, would know. But they could come from anywhere, you know, Judge Music's court. They could come from Common sure. Pleas court. They could come yeah. from Mayor's court, probably. I, I don't know. They pop up um, for different reasons. Right now, we have about 2,000, 1,800, 2,000 active warrants in our system. Just in Jackson County? Yes. And that's a lot. And some yeah. may be way more extreme than others, right? They are, yeah, sure. Like, what would be the an example of something that would be like low level that, and then on up to? Well, sometimes folks call uh, these things we have we call blocks, using the right word, okay. warrants, and they're not necessarily right. They're not necessarily going to get arrested for a block uh, where they uh, traffic ticket person misses court on a low level thing speeds they get a block for not uh, coming because, okay. yeah, and there's a, real, a reason to do that if you think about it, but uh, they, they get the block and where they might get arrested is if they're out driving. Uh, and, and did uh, you know you don't have, a, technically because, don't have a license. Because that's a misdemeanor of the first degree at worth 180 days in jail. So what, it's more dangerous to go out driving uh, that way. Uh, because it's uh, you, you, you'll get another ticket at the least, cited in at the least, and might get locked up overnight or till the court oh, sees you. It could happen, but it's not your old thing; it's your new thing. Well, um, then you still have to contend with the old thing, right? Right. <laughs> to, to prevent that getting risking getting locked up, you know, people really have a chance here to get in. The bulk of those warrants, Jennifer, are people who've missed court. Failure to appear warrants. Okay. And we find the population is afraid to come in once they've missed. So it's like this vicious cycle, right? Yeah, or most of them. It it starts and then they're afraid. They're like, oh, they're just tricking me. They're trying to get me in that room so they can arrest me or or whatever. And there's also this vicious cycle of not having your license because if you don't have your license, then sometimes you can't work, and then if you can't work, you can't pay your fines and so you all are trying to help people get out of this vicious cycle right and and yesterday i had a great example of a fellow whose name i just happened to remember um because i remember years ago um talking about this fellow's name uh with uh, then prosecutor jack daddy and and i've noticed as a, a practitioner and a judge the name pops up it's always the same thing always driving under suspension. Well, the guy comes into court yesterday for arraignments, and I have him there, and uh, driving under suspension. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and not, not a horrible gentleman, but his driving history is 17 pages long. <laughs> and so oh my I'm, I'm just kind of going down memory lane and thinking about uh, why we remember his name and all. But... Um, we set up his case to come back for a pretrial to de- deal with his current illegal driving, and he'll come back. And we, we ran the VMV report, uh, the step-by-step guide, the profile, and for 17 years, and this suspension, 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 
somehow time cures so many things with licenses too. Okay. Uh, what does this guy have to have to do actually to clean his license up? He has to do a six hundred and twenty-five dollar uh, reinstatement fee to the state of Ohio. Okay. BMV, and Seth might address that what they run into there because we send them to the license bureau. Do your reinstatement fee. He has. I don't even think this guy is required to get the high risk insurance. Now by driving this time, if he had insurance, he won't be, but. If he didn't, he'll be disciplined by the BMV again. Okay. And suspended. It's a cycle. Uh, this vicious cycle. Yeah. But, but it's, I mean, it was just some fees because every, all the suspensions wore off. So oh. you go to Seth, and then Seth could explain what they, how they might approach that. Uh, the guy says, uh, I want amnesty on the money, the money. How would you approach that? Yeah, so we have two different applications that we hand out. And again, no decision making from us, but we, we do, we can get you on the right path at least. Yeah. And, that, and that's why this. Advice. Yes. It's, it's yeah. great. And, and um, you know, uh, before I get into that, what, what sometimes those people come in and say, hey, I think I owe $625 and I need to send an SR-22 in. Uh, which is, which is a, a high-risk high insurance, basically, for a certain period of time. The state may say, you know, you've driven so long without, or you've shown I, such a, you've got to carry an SR-22 bond. Okay. And you have to okay. carry that for X amount of time. Well, unfortunately, if someone says, hey, is it, will this order take care of me? We can't say yes or no. We can say, we'll fax it. We'll get right. a response back in an hour. And your response will either say it did or it didn't. Okay. If it didn't, try something else. But what we do have access to are the two applications, one for the BMV installment and payment plan, which I, uh, not every single person qualifies for a BMV installment plan, but I see most of them come back positively. Okay. Um, and then it's a $25 minimum payment a month with a hold over top of your license. It says if you miss one month, they... It's gone It's again. gone. I mean, it, and there's not even... I can say just from customer's experience... I, I, I've talked to people that said, I missed it by three days. It was gone. Yeah. You know, like, it, we ain't messing around yeah, here. It's, it's correct. They're, and I think the state's saying, okay, years ago, we didn't have any installment plan. Now we're letting you have one, but it's $25 a month. Well, we're and not that, messing with you if you don't follow it. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Well, then we also have an amnesty application that we're not directly involved in. Um, but the amnesty application is if you're indigent, if you're not working at the time, if you have certain criteria, possibly disability, you may be able to file that amnesty. Now, you will not get a response back with that within an hour. You will get documents uh, sent back to you um, in the mail. So that's okay. not necessarily an instant gratification. Um, the BMV installment plan, most of the time we have that response in an hour that says you qualified. Sometimes uh, we've had customers come in and say they made me put a hundred dollars down and then they set me up on the plan. Okay. You know, um, but if someone owes a couple thousand dollars in reinstatement fees, that's a way for them to get their license. Sure. Sure. Because so, uh, the guy yesterday said, why haven't you done anything, sir? Oh, I can't afford it. The money. Right. He didn't know how much it was or that he could pay, make payments mm -hmm. possibly. Right. You know? So how does one, if they come to see, you know, judge music here and, and say this fellow, for example, how do how does somebody get started with this application process? Obviously, probably on the amnesty day, you all can help with that, but just a normal everyday situation. Well, and, and essentially, we can help with that every day. The problem we run into sometimes is, um, you know, we're, we're fairly busy, and not that we're not willing to help, but sometimes people don't know what to ask. And they may come in and think that they're asking for... Uh, a payment plan application, but they really are meaning an amnesty because they don't know the difference. Or they may okay. be asking for the amnesty, but they're not ready for the amnesty yet because they would have to fax something to the reinstatement first asking for that block to be lifted. Mm -hmm. So there's a process that we, we sometimes, I don't want to say fail, but sometimes if we don't know what you're asking. It's misunderstood. And then we're, we're limited to what we can even answer when it involves reinstatement. So then not only do they not know what to ask, it may be something we're not able to answer. Okay. So at least with this amnesty day, we will be able to say, listen, folks, first one, disclaimer. You may not qualify for this, but if you do, you can do this. But the simplest thing is, is almost everything that we do can be done on your online profile. So if you have a smartphone and you can set this up, other than submitting the docs, the documents, 
to Columbus. Because you have to do it through the fax situation. Yes. But other than submitting the documents, everything else can be done online. You can make your payment on there. You can, uh, you can apply for your amnesty through online. Okay. You can you apply for the payment plan online. So, and then it doesn't cost you that $10 other than the faxing of the documents. Okay. And I think they do that for security issues to ensure that those documents are going to a central point to a location that they know it came from that fax number. This is not a fake document, or that at least at least if it were a fake document, it was presented to us that way. Yeah. You know, so I think it's just a layer of security. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, those are things that if you know what to ask. So this amnesty day that Judge Music is is leading and and uh, want to give him all the credit. He's put this all together you and come just come up with me. the best ideas. Well, we have good I mean, partners. really, you do. No, it's, it's I think it's very progressive. Yes, it, it is doing and, down here in Appalachia. There are some progressive uh, parts of it that other counties don't do that uh, should be addressed. But Seth's kind of hitting on them uh, about this ten dollar thing. And yeah, so uh, we used to be able at the court to do this uh, release thing, for example, from our court blocks and shoot it to Columbus email. Can't do that anymore. We've got to print it out, give it to the person, hope they don't lose it. Person has to go then to yeah, down, success office. Down well, Barnes Drive. There. So, okay, let's, let's differentiate your offices too. Okay. Because a lot of people, as the clerk of courts, you work in the courthouse, have an office in the courthouse, but you also oversee... I, I am here today representing uh, myself as the deputy registrar, contracted deputy registrar for Jackson County. The, uh, is it the DMV now yeah, or well, the BMV? Bureau, which, Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Which one is B, it? I BMV, can't. BMV. Yeah. BMV. Um, so, so actually here for that portion of so my position. you have position. that hat, that, hat that's on my hat at this today. moment. So yes. we're not talking about Seth being in the courthouse today. We're talking about the office, which, by the way, has... BMVs get a bad rap. And I say this every time you're here because they're notorious for rude employees and rude customers and whatever. And you guys run such a great ship out there. Well, I appreciate that. People we, are uh, very, you know, your, your staff is kind. They will go kind of that extra mile to help you out if, if need be. They don't treat you like crap. It's great. It's a great Thank experience. I had you. people, I have people that I've told like, come down to live in Columbus. I'm like, come down to ours. They're super awesome. You, you would be here. surprised how many out of County customers yeah. we get. I'll bet. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think also, you know, we, I want people to understand about frustrations. Seth's getting back from Columbus. The only answer he can get. Correct. He, he can't give you the answer. So people shouldn't take it out on right. those folks or they just have to keep kind of pecking away at the problem and the, yes. the local office isn't the problem the local office is not the problem but you can advise on the solution i, I wouldn't in even, a way i can advise you how to get to how your to solution, get to the solution. Yes. yeah and i think that that's what's so um nice about your folks that there'd be a lot that would just shut down and not help you at all. And, and there are times, again, like I said, there are times that we do fail because someone doesn't know what to ask. And then we don't do a real good job of asking back, what do you need? Mm -hmm. um, but I can see but that. we are happy to help if we know what, Communicate. what we're trying to. But this is why what he is holding is so important. If, if nothing else, if people leave that day and now know what to ask, our, yeah. our job becomes so much easier because yeah. then they know what, I'm here for an amnesty application because I'm indigent and I'm trying to have fees waived. And that's where if they know what to look for and ask for, then we can get them in the right direction. Okay. So who would be the perfect candidate to show up on amnesty day and where exactly is it? Is it in your court? Sure. Judge music. Sure. Okay. Who would be somebody, give me a couple of many, scenarios of people. Many. Many that, examples that should come that day. And of course, everyone I'll give you has a, a blocked driver's license or a warrant blocking a driver's license. But you can go as far as say a shoplifter who didn't come to court. Now, while we want to deal with that case seriously, that person has uh, missed court. They've gotten the, the warrant, the warrant block, warrant for their arrest. Nothing's going to work for them. They um, get nervous. I, a lot of people do, I imagine. I would be. Uh, right. Then they get afraid. Oh, boy, I'll go to jail for sure now for, you know, missing court on top of my, my uh, theft case. 
my shoplifting. And that, that's an example of a person who might lay out there in the cold for years mm-hmm. until they have police interaction. So what that person would find if they would walk in the doors, because every, every day can be Groundhog Day, every day can be Amnesty Day. If that person would come in, if they have faith in you and you're in, in the system. We have not determined whether that person's even guilty or innocent of, of that charge. We don't, we don't know that we have a guilty person. They're accused. Because they haven't shown up to court we, for that to be decided. We can't get started because yeah. it goes in the hold column because uh, we can't set a pretrial or a trial, invite all the witnesses and the cops and everyone because the, the star, the show, the defendant's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't count on them. So uh, uh, that person should come in. What happens typically is they get stopped in traffic or something else happens after 5 o'clock. <laughs> and it's like Sergeant Sean uh, Wellston tells them, well, you're going to have to go to jail because I got a warrant here for your arrest. Mm-hmm. And it's after closure hours. You know, if you want to avoid jail, go to court. Just go to court because... Uh, that's, we got to get that person in and get them back in line, uh, in the system. They need a plan. Well, you know, we, we try sometimes we give them another citation, a reminder, come to go, come to court. Uh, if that doesn't work the next time they're going to jail for sure. And, uh, Sean's advice, if you don't want to go to jail, just come to court, it pays off. So, but that person in the daytime could come in on their own without being handcuffed and arrested and yeah like, and, like the, the the guys in the ninja suits are not going to tackle you no, in the I, lobby i promise and like they have other things to do I'm, I'm, I'm not lying i'm not lying honestly uh and especially on groundhog day it's our promise that no matter what the offense except felonies we can't control judge reagan's docket sure but come in and we will not arrest you you will not go to jail okay and we just want to work with you educationally, preventively, and to help heal that driver's license. Uh, It's a win-win for everyone. I I think you'll find in Ohio that licenses are going to be a hot topic in the coming year. Really? There's been a thing, House Bill 38, bouncing around, where folks have tackled it in its current version. It's not going to work because um, it just needs a lot of work. What's their point behind that one? It's to uh, some of people. Some people call it dispensing with uh, money-based suspensions of license. Because what happened years ago is when I started practicing, we had two statutes. We had no ops, and we had driving under suspension, and uh, it didn't get too harsh. But agencies in state government found out they could go to the legislature and get a statute of their own that said, look, you're not doing what we want, so like child support. We want your license suspended because you're not paying your child support. Okay. So which kind of made a lot of sense because you couldn't go to work. But uh, at any any rate. Again, back to that vicious cycle. And it had no privilege. No no muni judge could give a privilege with that. Well, then the legislature said, well, wait a minute. We need to be able to give yeah. <laughs> uh, the judge the power to give a privilege. We got that. And then uh, CSEAs still, their feathers maybe are a little ruffled. Uh, they still uh, are slow to put that uh, privilege on sometimes. Mm-hmm. But they're just trying to get the kids paid for, and I understand that. But we can do that. You know, there's, there's okay. a way to do it. But uh, the movement in 38 is to uh, do away with those types of suspensions that are money-based or for an unpaid fine or something. Well, if you do away with unpaid fines, uh, you know, that that speeder coming through here from Nebraska, Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to give him his ticket on the the side of the roadway, Mm -hmm. and he's gone. Uh, And uh, Seth can explain that uh, right now we have the ability to tie up uh, that Nebraskan's license Okay, uh, that, I was going to ask that. Like, is it, that a thing? It, it's a thing. And the problem is if we do away with that, if we don't think about the repercussions of doing away with it, the state of Ohio would start have to, the legislature will have to fund revenues that mm-hmm. that replaces. Yeah. Okay, or, or need replaced. Yeah. And so uh, they, um, 
And it's big money. It's it's what pays for bridges. It pays for highway patrol. It pays for roads. Correct. It pays for the running of parts of government. Yeah, just because you live out of state doesn't mean you get a free pass to go zooming through Ohio and then not pay your ticket. And Seth's just started to touch on it in a couple of areas. There's questions of reasonability. And I've spoken with our council at the Ohio Municipal Judges Association. And Different courts have different policies Mm -hmm. because we're big into home rule in Ohio, I guess. But at our court, uh, I walked into a rule that said, you owe the court $3,000. We're going to tie your license up until we get every penny. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the more common rule in Ohio. Okay. And I said, well, that makes a lot of sense because I don't, you know, I I work, practice law here a long time. And a lot of my people came in the door, they didn't have $3,000. So right. I authorized the, the, the staff and to start taking payments, and they do. And you know, I don't know the big deal because if they, they default on their payments, we can block them again. Well, and that's the and, thing. I mean, listen, we're a payment society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't go out and pay cash for a car. You don't pay cash for your house unless you're very fortunate. There are courts that or judges that will tell you uh, they use the, the single block method, though. They want all the money because of ease of administration. Yeah, I well, could see that. Ease of administration versus servicing the public. You know? Yeah. We're, we're, we're creating monsters, uh, monstrous situations by tying up hundreds and thousands of lives. That don't, don't really need to be. That, that we need to give them a chance to dig their way out of the hole. Reinstatement fees are the same thing. I think reinstatement fees, which... I can't sit here, and I'm not authorized to say why they were invented, but they seem to duplicate everything courts do. I think it's believed that it has a more centralized um, function, is more efficient. Don't know. It seems like we pretty well could do everything at courts of Ohio that uh, BMV does. But nevertheless, um, you know, you uh, for example, OBI people. Uh, uh, they have the fines, uh, mandatory fines and costs, and they also have a reinstatement fee to the BMV. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't understand the need uh, for that revenue other than the need for revenue. Mm-hmm. So, well, and, and one thing to just piggyback there, um, as a reminder for folks that uh, you may be sharing this information with, uh, or if it's for you, it, it is, right. you know, we, we kind of call it the thumbprint rule. No one has the same thumbprint. No one has the same reinstatement answer, okay? So we have people a lot of times come in and say, well, my friend, all he needed was an SR-22 because it may have been part of a speeding ticket and yours wasn't. may have been part of an accident. Yours may be from a failure to to appear. And that's why the state doesn't want us helping and doesn't give us access because every single reinstatement situation is unique to what revised code did they use? Is the block for the speeding itself or for failure to appear? Did they appear but never pay the fine? Uh, is it from a felony case? Is it from another case, a county? You know, there. Sure. Do you did you already have four points on your license instead of zero? So now that compounds what the. So when we say we genuinely don't know, but we can give you the number and the direction to go, that is the case because every single reinstatement. I would assume it's the same for you. His order may not be a blanket order for everybody that walks through because everybody may have a slightly different situation. That makes total yeah. sense. And, and you'd ask about different examples of yeah. the warrants and, you know, the shoplifters one, but there are so many others, just people who fail you to come to court for anything. But uh, yeah. we, what we need to do is get that case back on track. They need to come to the window. They need So we're, we're dealing with the right person. We can't deal with a phone call because that might be somebody – messing impersonating up impersonating or, you yeah. and trying to mess your case up yeah so if, we, if we're dealing with you we'll get you back on track then uh what seth's saying about the thumbprint i like that it, what we do at muni court the best example i can give is called uh, ldp or limited driving privilege okay modified driving privilege where you are suspended and to some degree not for the, the payments of monies owed for other courts but other, uh, there is a statute that says we can consolidate all your affairs, even from other counties, and give you a driving privilege if we have a case with you. Don't know how well that really works, uh, but you could. Now, 
to what we do is on the application is we kind of like get an x-ray like you would at a clinic. Okay. I, I order out the leads, which only certain people can look at. Police, authorities, law enforcement, I think. Seth has leads. No, we do not. You don't have access. No. You have different levels of access for people who have access. Well, that leads tells me a lot. I order the BMV report, the step-by-step. -step. I um, want to see the insurance documents and see if those are up to date. I want to see uh, employment uh, or where do you have to drive. So that I have them make a, fa a packet. We actually lose purple file folders, and uh, they send me a purple file with that person's application. And we look, and I can sit there and break down the leads and, and the problems. But again, uh, the people that were at the former reinstatement offices were trained to do that and could go the de in depth underlying gotcha. problems. Seth's folks cannot. They're not, first of all, authorized or allowed to, but they haven't been provided the training to understand sure. those underlying problems. So, yeah, everybody's individual. You know, it's fairly interesting, again, how you got, how everything ties together, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the fact that obviously you all have a great working relationship and yes. have come up with this amnesty day as a way to help. Trying. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about helping you get back on track. And, you know, you've, you've done that so many times, uh, you know, in your career as judge, I think, you know, you're shining star of course is the the drug court and you know i think that you started the drug court and everyone went <gasps> and probably all over the state um but i think it's been quite successful and you know you're you're a second chance person i've always been a second chance person um well what's the alternative you know jail right jail which is a finite resource <laughs> it's it's kind of like yeah. a forest you know once you use that jail bed, that jail bed's gone. Yeah. Uh, once you cut a tree, it's gone. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you, you try to be conservative and use uh, jail uh, where it, only where it has to be. Um, municipal courts cut off at that level, and we think in common pleas, the next level up, okay, prison. But we don't have that option. Yes. Uh, and working with the drug court, I'm glad you said that yeah. because – that's why we have to work on licensures. When we try to help people, the, t the staff, the team, tries to help people get their body, uh, bodies healed and their, their, their finances in order, yes. get a job. How are you going to get them there? How are they going to pay rent? Where are they going to live? It's they got to have a license. And it, yes. It, it's such a, like I keep saying, the vicious circle, but it is. Like, it's just a catch-22. If you don't have the license, you can't get the job. Don't have the job, you can't pay to get your license back. I don't know. It is. It is. <laughs> it, it circles right. It's frustrating. But uh, I think the great thing about what you're doing, both of you, is that you're trying to give people a second chance. Well, I just want to thank Judge Music because uh, I, I don't want uh, people to think I'm sitting up here that I organized this. I, I'm along for the ride. Uh, but Judge Music called over Christmas break and and said, I've got this idea and I really think you could be a part of it. But you're an integral part. And we are uh, for sure. And I don't want to take away from what we have to offer to help people. Um, but the judge has always been very forward thinking and exactly what yeah. you're referring to in the sense yeah. of hands on with the folks yes. to actually, um, you know I, know, I know he takes payments, he does things, but you know, you can't fund government off of indigent, uh, the indigent community. Right. And, and I mean, right. you know, I mean, wh why would we hold someone hostage that has nothing? Um, so if, if we can assist them in getting that license and putting them on the right track so they can go and not be indigent anymore. Make them a taxpayer. You know, make them something that helps that, support. So, right, but, right. But uh, he's very forward thinking that way. And I do commend him for that. And I appreciate the opportunity to be involved. And we should we should all be collaborating more often to do things like this. All, sure. all people in government and without um, can team up and do all kinds of fun things that are productive, you know. And uh, for right. example, I, I will say that you have been one of our partners in the employment area. It is our people. privilege and to do so. We've been so thrilled with your help over we've the years. We've had such good yeah. <laughs> response from, I mean, we've just, our our little team has done well together, haven't yes, we? Yes, we have. Yeah, yes, we have. yeah it's been great. So, okay, let's talk for a moment about the logistics of the day. So someone wakes up on Groundhog Day. They're like, man, I've, 
okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go in there. Do they just show up? What documents do they need? Are you going to be there as well? Or will they have to go out to your office? So will they have to have transportation to both places? How does that work? Um, I'll let you handle the court side and then I can respond with my side. But if I were such a person, I'd start at the court and I would just walk in the door, walk in the door. And we're going to try to have areas set up. We'll have to have some triage, I guess, of like, what's the problem? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And, yeah. And I, th I think uh, once we've identified the big stuff for that person, you know, we'll start them out at the big station for that okay. type of problem. And let's say it's fines and costs. You might have one of three guys uh, set up to talk to you about that, or three or more. And they've all done this stuff before. They're all trained. But let's say uh, that's somebody Nate Miller grabs and can handle. and uh, Not grab, I'm sorry. But <laughs> it doesn't take on. Let's come over here and get in my line. And uh, he'll sit down with them and have a business discussion. Okay. And it's like, again, nobody's going to get arrested. What would happen the Friday after this? Or what happened last Friday? Same guy walks in the door. He sits down with Nate and gets the same business discussion. He doesn't get drugged to jail. Yeah. You know? And here's, okay, so If you're there with you the afford? best of intentions, you're going to be treated with respect, right? What, what, right. What can you afford? Uh, what are you working? Do you have a stream of income? Uh, oh, you've had payment plans before of very reasonable amounts, and you haven't done them. Can, we're going to, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll see if you can uh, make a payment plan very low for three months in a row. Then we'll. Then we'll get get uh, the block off, you know, sometimes with people who've not performed in good faith. Sure. Uh, but generally people can come in and right off the bat get some kind of plan. Uh, maybe they put some kind of down payment on it. Um, but we just want to, something that can work that's affordable, that's not taking food out of the kids' mouths. Yeah, that's not the goal. But, uh, you know, and then let's say... Uh, you might have another problem, but Nate will see that, and he'll say, well, you need to go to talk to the, the attorneys here today from Southeast Ohio Legal Services okay. because you have a judgment suspension from a court. Okay. And uh, if it's our judgment, say a civil judgment suspension, and that's where the insurance industry comes in and kind of has a hold on that where they work with the BMV hand-in-hand. Hand. But uh, we can identify that if it's our judgment suspension uh, Southeast Ohio Legal can uh, give the folks forms to file to ask for a hearing on the ability to make installment payments because when you look at your step-by-step -step guide, you'll see where you have to call, what law firm you have to call for what insurance company, okay. the amount you owe. I believe that shows up. You call the insurance company, and they give you their uh, proposal of what they think is fair for a down payment and payments thereafter. And uh, many times, let's say that that could be beyond the, the, what the person feels like their means are. Well, the alternative is ask for a hearing. And you, okay. you just have to do that in the right court. And then show up. And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to show <laughs> up. Go to court. Yes. Yes. The, you won't go to jail for missing that kind of hearing, but you will thwart God. yourself. You know. But yeah, you, you just have to uh, follow the guide. Go to the right court, file, make, ask for the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like Seth says, knowing what to ask for. Okay. So the experts on Groundhog Day will be there to show the people what to ask for and how to ask for it and okay. where to ask for it. Okay, perfect. And then that's where you guys come in. So our, our ultimate goal, um, you know, is uh, to staff up that day um, and and have a table essentially at municipal court and have a representative so you will there. Be there. Okay. Yes. And then also potentially um, the goal is to have an extra person working that day that will be maybe at the encounter, not on the normal station. So oh. we can still wait on everybody that will be, you know, reinstate reinstatement. Of, now they won't be able to answer questions, but what we're hoping is they got the information they needed at municipal court. They drive down. Now they can go in and they already know the questions to ask and what to send. Okay. You know, so, uh, I'll probably bounce back and forth. I think um, we're fairly confident that we're going to have a representative from the reinstatement office out of Columbus. Oh, cool. Um, so that would be you great. Know, and, and then that way I'm not locked into there and answering questions I'm not supposed to or don't know. Okay. Uh, they will have more knowledge. We'll have the applications at both locations. We'll have the brochures at both locations and also step-by-step step -step instructions on how to uh, view your online profile. And I'm sure that we can arrange a laptop 
that day. There's going to be say, laptops that would available. Be, yeah, so that would be great if people don't have yeah. access to internet so, at their homes or whatever. So we, we plan on being active at both places, but primarily um, what what we would encourage, though, is definitely go to the court because there's no sense in paying us the $10 fax fee if we find out that he can't help you that day yet or you have a block from another county. Now you've kind of... Sometimes it's a yet. Yeah. You know, we'll get those yeah. applications for privileges, and I will uh, do an entry, have the clerk send it back to the applicant to say, well, you have to do ABC first before this court can help you. And we try to tell them. Okay. But, uh, but it's all about it, the communication. His, his word, uh, individual foot, uh, fingerprint. The thumbprint. Yeah. Thumbprint is perfect because it, everybody's so different. They are. By the way, I had to get fingerprinted the other day for my liquor license. Or no, for Airbnb license in Columbus. Oh. Or liquor license. I've been fingerprinted so many times. All for, knock on wood, nothing you get bad. A mug, you get a mug shot too? But no, yeah, right? <laughs> but uh, so I went into the Airbnb office and they do the, the background checks right there. And she goes, oh, and I go, oh, what? And she said, I'm just going to tell you. And she turned around the monitor and she goes, don't ever commit a crime. She said, you have the most vibrant fingerprints I have ever seen in my entire life. Wow. And I was like, heard. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I will <laughs> I'll try to. And she was like, look at these things. And I, I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, who knew? But anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. But. So, okay, my one one last question. We have a couple minutes left, and I think you touched on this, but if someone comes into the amnesty day, they've been in trouble in Jackson County, but they also are in trouble maybe somewhere else or have a block or something in another county. Maybe they know, maybe they don't. Can you all advise them on that or at least uh, pull up their records and say, well, we can help you out here in Jackson, but you're going to have to go to Ross County to take care of some stuff, too. Our only access to that would be the same access that they have just in getting them on the online profile. Okay. And, and what it'll say on that online profile is it'll say, you know, the status of your license. Do you have a standard or compliant license? Can you fly? And here's what you... And then underneath, it'll say if your status is... Uh, um, you know, blocked or uh, I forget. They use the different terms depending different on terms. what the, okay. but if you're blocked, it might say you are blocked because, and it'll have a BMV case number, BMV case number, yada, yada. And then it'll say Adams County Municipal Court. And then okay. it'll say Jackson County. So specific. we specifically don't have access to that. But if we have laptops that day and we have public terminals that day, with a little guidance, they will see that, and then they'll know that. Okay. We'll also have printers to provide the BMV report or the. Um, doesn't say that at the top anymore, so I'm not sure what they call it. But I, um, you, I was just on it yesterday, preparing for this to make sure that I was. But um, I, I don't know if it has a name. You're right. It might not have a name. It's a report. Yeah. There's a paper a we want to give you. We want to put in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know. It's a roadmap. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, um, but but you know. Um, the uh, last thing I'll I'll leave with this, <clears throat> when you go and get your documents, and this is completely, uh, again, just advice from what I've seen, when you get, there is no cost to fax more than you need, okay? Yes. So a lot of times people come in and say, I've, I've got one piece of paper here, I'm going to pay the $10 faxing fee. Well, I've got, they gave me these three papers too, I'm not for sure if to send them, what do you think? Send them. Well, number one, we're not allowed to give you advice on what to send. But my advice is if, if the court hands you 15 pieces of paper or if you have three pieces of paper from the insurance company, <laughs> send fa it all. Fax, the, fax them. Yeah. There might be a date on that third page that is the difference of t whether or not you get it. Yes. That's true. That's exactly right. Yeah. Way better to send more than, than you need. Right. So, okay. Well, very good. Amnesty Day on February 2nd. Time starting 8 a.m. The doors will open on Groundhog Day till, till 4. The Groundhog will have made his decision by 8 a.m. Yeah. So it's fine. So 8 to 4, uh, February 2nd. Please get in um, and take advantage of this day that these fellows have, have uh, so kindly worked together and, and done for you all out there that might need some help along the way. It so. will help everybody if we up the... Uh, 
the eliminate the, the, the suspended licenses. It's uh, just the local GNP uh, economy, uh, more employable people. Yes. You know, it's harder to get uh, everything staffed now because people can't get to work. Yes. Well, we can eliminate the problem. Yes. We can eliminate the worry, the grief, the uh, nervousness. Sleep at night. Just think about all that. Like what the, the lift off of you, if you've got all that stuff taken care of. And again, every day that the courts open can be groundhog day. Yes. Because or amnesty day because we're primarily interested in getting you back on track on these warrants, not locking you up, you know, that uh, barring you having a bunch of other problems, like Seth would say, you might, if you're wanted in another County, uh, I can't help it. Yeah. But the purview for the pickup, uh, especially since COVID, uh, is not as what nearly as wide as it used to be. Mm -hmm. So we have no duty to, uh, necessarily act on your warrant from Ottawa County because they do not want to come pick you up and it says that in right, the, right. the thing. So Okay. Well, very good. Well, thank you so much for spending your morning with us. No we appreciate problems. it. Um, Judge, if you ever have anything uh, else you'd like to discuss, please do so. Mm-hmm. I would love to have you back to talk about the license situation. Sure. I know they keep pushing... What are they called again? So the com- federal, federally compliant license to be able to fly. They have extended that again until May 5th of 2025. Right. So uh, the requirements have not changed. Um, if anything, it seems to be maybe a little more. Um, we don't have near the problems that we did uh, with okay. people needing their documents. So people are catching on and more people are getting it. If I already have that license and have to get a renewal, do I still have to bring all the 50,000 documents in? To, not, to- not as of right now. Um, okay. Originally, back in 2017, they said you would have to. They did away with that. Who knows, whether, yeah, <laughs> who knows whether down the road they'll make you do it again. Okay. But uh, what they're telling us right now is no. And now that we offer for people between 21 and 65, the eight-year driver's license, that's even better what? now. Yes, yes. Where's so, that been all my life? Uh, it's been here for about a year. Oh, and uh, that's so that's about it. not been your whole life, okay. but about a year. And um, between 21 and 65, uh, and the only exception to that is there are a couple rules. If you have a, uh, a CDL with a tanker endorsement, there are a couple. That would make but, sense. Uh, you can still get it for seven, um, but it's just a glitch in the law that needs to be caught up. But anyway, um, yeah, you can do an eight-year license now up until the age of 65. Uh, that's one less trip. It is, it is double the money. I mean, they're going to make their, they're going to make their money, but you don't have to go back in. Uh, there's a lot of online services they provide, but then the County doesn't get that money when you use the, some of those online services. Will you, if I have to look at the license for eight years, will your ladies in the office make sure the picture is decent? Well, off, <laughs> off record, we're supposed to, we have a certain standard of picture, uh, but we do try to, if somebody closes their eyes about halfway, we'll say, well, maybe we'll redo that. We'll just snap yeah. that again. All right. Well, well, I'd love to have you come in and we'd just okay. talk about that, how that came to be, why, you know, why it's important and all that too. Absolutely. So we'll do that a different day. So right. guys, uh, thank you so much. Of course, judge Mark music and of course, clerk of court, Seth Michael, thank you for spending your morning with us. Please take advantage of this amnesty day. It's a great thing and uh, you can't go wrong. So um, have a wonderful weekend. Thank Stay you. safe out you there. And uh, snow's supposed to stop here. I don't know. Sometime today but it is a bit uh deceivingly slick out so watch yourselves and we'll see you right back here on monday thanks for watching bye everyone and it's that uh that slow falling snow with big snowflakes so it's going to be adding up pretty quickly they're saying at least another inch throughout the day highs will be around 30 degrees with um wind picking up this afternoon and making it feel a lot colder than that. In fact, tonight we'll have some uh, wind chill values as low as negative two and uh, looks like around 10 degrees for your overnight temperatures. So uh, we got the snow. Now it's going to get cold, but I will say they are calling for a little bit of a January thaw next week. So with all that in mind, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at everything we know so far this morning. Severe weather update. And again, it is a mess out there. So if you don't have to be out, I encourage you to stay in this morning. Gallia, Vinton, Athens, Jackson, Pike, and Scioto counties all under level two snow emergency. At last report, level one snow emergency for Ross County. All the local schools through the area are closed for the day, but uh, we'll give you a rundown of what we know for sure. 
Buckeye Community Services Adult Day Services is closed today. Buckeye Hills Career Center, the adult campus and high school campus, closed today. All the schools like Christian Life Academy, Eastern Local and Pike, Gallia County and Gallipolis City closed. Jackson City, Minford Local Schools, Oak Hill Union closed. Ohio Valley Christian School closed. The side of CTC is closed today. The high school side in the post-secondary daytime as well. All the University of Rio Grande campuses are closed for the day. Vern Rife School is closed today. The SCDD program is working on a two-hour delay. Benton County School is closed today, and Wilson City School is closed today. Up in Ross County, Bishop Plage, Pickaway Ross, CTC, the Pioneer Center, Ross County Christian Academy, and Unioda and Zane Trace all closed. And Athens Tri-County Career Center is closed, and Alexander and Athens City School is closed as well. Here on the local level in Jackson County, Jackson County Government Offices working on a two-hour delay this morning. And also the um, Jackson County Grand Jury that was scheduled for this morning has been postponed. More information to come on that, but if you were scheduled to be a juror there, you don't have to report this morning, and they will be sending out letters with more information. And we did receive word from Seth Michael that the Jackson County Clerk of Courts and b and office 